episode 14. Yep, 14. 14, I messed that up a lot. Listen, we've got a lot to talk about today, Ryan. We've got, obviously, March Madness, Final Four is here, Creighton, San Diego State, Miami. Uh, Oh, that's impossible. They played last week. What am I talking about? We have uh, Miami. We have UConn. We have FAU, and we have San Diego State. They were awesome games this weekend. Um, just, just in your defense, real. it's hard to remember those teams because, what, we don't have anything above a four seed in the final four? Right. It's it's pretty wild right now. Um, pretty wild, no doubt about it. You're looking at a nine seed. You're looking at a, a five seed, a five seed, and a four seed. First time in the history of the uh, March Madness that there hasn't been a one seed in the uh, Sweet 16. or I'm sorry, the Elite Eight. Or the final four, which is just crazy. But we've got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. We have Yankee baseball, not just Yankee baseball, but baseball in general is starting back up. Um, we've got NASCAR. Meow, 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 meow. We are coming back with some golf. We did take a late flyer Sunday on Rory. We'll get into that. We've got the fattest thing we've done this week, the skinniest thing we've done this week, and also Ryan's random thoughts. How you doing, big fella? How was your week? Doing good, man. Everything's been uh, just been so busy, like busy, busy. Every day there's something going on. Got another wake to go to Thursday. Everyone's dying. It's just uh, it's crazy time, crazy time, yeah. and it just uh, it never seems to stop. And then you know, throw two kids into the mix, and it's just shit's shit's always going down. I, I, I'm with you. I'm a single dude with no kids, and and my shit's been just crazy right now. I don't know what's in the air, but I, a ton's going on. We're all busy. It's dude. It's funny. It's well. Let me take that back. I, I'm sorry for your loss, but it's funny you mentioned, you know, everyone's dying and funerals and stuff like that. I don't, I was going to bring this up in this week in the world, but we'll just talk about it real quick right now. Tyron Liu um, said that he's had, unfortunately, seven family members die since December, which is horrible for any human being. He, had, he, he said he didn't go to one of the funerals because the Clippers were on a six-game losing streak, and he followed it up with a, I'm built different. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's one way to handle it, yeah. So And then he's like, and this hasn't been easy. Nobody knows until now, obviously. I'm talking about it on the show, he says. And, uh, you know, things aren't great at home. It's like, dude, no shit. Like, six-game losing streak, you're, the Clip- you're not winning anyway. Go home. You know, yeah. but we've yeah, got maybe that would help things. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little break some, uh, you know, find God something because they yeah. suck. But listen, I've got uh, currently I've got North Texas uh, minus one and a half and live. It's been a battle. Wisconsin's just been shooting the lights out in this NIT game, but let's just dive right into March Madness. Ryan, how was your weekend of basketball? Were you surprised? Were you not surprised? Just walk me through what what you thought about this past week because it was banana land. Well, yeah. So since we talked, um, I thought one of the greatest games, most fun game to watch was Michigan State, Kansas State. That game was fucking awesome. They were throwing reverse dunk alley-oops like from the three-point line I mean they, this these guys were just nuts and it was going back and forth lead change after lead change run after run it was like that game to me was so much fun to watch and unfortunately I didn't get to watch a lot of the other ones but I did uh hit my bet hit Ryan's insane March Madness outrights it won already which is nice 
That is nice. You got to love that. Yeah, Thursday basketball was crazy. You had Michigan State. You had Kansas State. They go into overtime, just an absolute battle back and forth. One of those games, not to sound like a cornball, nobody deserved to lose. But you know what? Michigan State loses. Fuck them. Izzo loses again. Everyone just strokes this guy. All he does is, sure, he gets the sweet 16s. And if you can look historically speaking, not a ton of NBA talent comes out of Michigan State. He's a great coach, but he just can't seem to get past certain spots. I know he's got, what, one title? It is what it is. You what do you win with, the, with Draymond? Yeah, Draymond. Uh, or uh, Mateen Cleaves, I think. Oh. I think it was. I, you know who we were talking about comparing him today? Uh was is the huggy bear the dude from west virginia same shit like the tournament starts and everyone's like oh shit and then they don't do anything but i think you could argue huggy bear has always been more of like a blue collar guy you know west virginia cincinnati cincinnati whatever the case is he's you're getting you're it, it it's you see this. You see the kind of quality of basketball that's played in college basketball. When you're getting three star and two star recruits, opposed to four and five star recruits, that's a tremendous difference on this level. And that's where I think you do tip your cap to guys like Huggy Bear and some of these other guys who who take these an FAU take these teams that don't necessarily have your lottery yeah. pick and they show up. Um, I want to try to make a mental note, though, of, like, don't fall for these, like, over-touted, over-hyped coaches when we get to the tournament next year. I think I, you could just – I it depends on what you're hyping. Like, I don't think anyone thought Michigan State was going to win the tournament this year, but I also don't think a lot of people, myself included, thought they'd make it this far. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that's part of it, too. And I think you're starting to see people – the casual fan is starting to see the kind of parody that's in college basketball right now. Cause it's crazy. I mean, it, it just, you can literally go anywhere in the country and compete for a national title just because of the transfer portal, the NIL, this blue blood stuff is about to die. It is. I mean, it's never going to die, but you know what I mean? Teams like yeah. FAU, who's a good basketball team is going to come in there and compete. And we're going to see this more year out and year in. Arkansas, UConn on Thursday. UConn showing again. They're just so fucking dominant. Florida Atlantic handles Tennessee. And then we had another great game in the Gonzaga-UCLA game. Gonzaga gets it done. They win. But ultimately, we come down to the final four, Ryan. Okay? Yep. Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State. Miami versus UConn. <laughs> Excuse me. Obviously, very controversial uh, call at the end of the FAU Creighton game with the fall, with no fucking time left. <laughs> Where do you stand on that, and what what was your overall thoughts on that? I just, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't have many thoughts on that at all. It's just a part of the game. I mean, you gotta you gotta roll with the punches. Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't. I mean, it's. Just is what it is. A lot of crazier shit happened, I'm sure, throughout the other games. And I don't know. No, absolutely nothing crazier happened in any of the games. The, well, you're, you're talking crazy about crazy shit did happen, maybe not in that time, but I, like you're watching all these games. There's, I don't like thinking about just one. It's like kind of like when you watch the NFL, like if something decides a game on the last play, it's what everyone talks about, but. The Super Bowl. Wind and talk about twenty things if we really wanted to. So, so I just I really don't think too much about those things. 
So that's where you're different than the rest of the goddamn world then, because everybody <laughs> thinks about these fucking things. It happened in the Super Bowl with Bradbury holding and basically solidifies Casey's uh, a Super Bowl. It happens again here. It happened in the Charleston game. It happens here. I don't think anyone's going to argue that, to be perfectly honest with anyone, that the officiating has been a fucking problem, but it's also part of college basketball. Those officials are just kind of like the college kids in regards to they're just not very good. And it's an entertaining product, but it's fucking chaos. It's like watching Mac football all goddamn day long. You just never know what's going to happen. What I was going to say to you is I obviously, and I love that. I This is, I do love your simplistic brand being like, oh yeah, there was like nine other things you could point to. Yeah, no shit, asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I bet on Creighton, so I'm going to hang on this, right? Yeah, no, I know. It's, I think that's what it is, is like. It is. People are pissed, you know. The betters are pissed, and that's fine. I totally understand that too because I've been on losing sides of that and get pissed off as well. So I get so, I get both sides of it. Sure, and everybody who's listening to this obviously watched that game. But the actual play, right, the ball gets inbounded. Kid beats him. He 1,000% beats his defender. He goes to get up a shot, which is a terrible shot. And part of the reason that I don't think he should have got the call because it's almost like a strike three call. And the catcher reaches his glove across. It just doesn't feel right. I thought it was a bad shot. He went up wacky. The kid followed him. Yeah. He followed him. I just don't love that you see that call get called 40% of the time during the whole game. And this dictates the outcome essentially, not essentially, dictated the outcome of what was going to happen. And I didn't yeah. love that part of it. I would have ate the whistle there, better or no better. But at the end of the day, I understand the argument. Files are files. You call them until the game's over. I get that. Yeah. Also, I feel bad for the kids. I, I do. I do, and I don't. Right? Because make your fucking shots. It was one of the uglier basketball games of the fucking tournament. Sure, you can credit good defense on both sides, but they were they were not making shots. Um. Very much. I hope we see like with with these teams that made it. I do. I do think UConn's a real deal, but you hope think? with the other teams that made it, like we actually see some good, fun basketball. Like I can't imagine the ratings for San Diego State and FAU are going to be through the roof. They will be. Just, they won't be through the roof. You're right, but they will be just because it's the Final Four. That, that Miami yeah. UConn game is going to be an electric factory. And it's very big of you yeah. to say that UConn uh, is a real team. They're just averaging a winning margin by like 27 points. So huge. Well, I was going to tell you too, like I also didn't watch a lot of the college basketball because UConn was just blowing everybody out. So it's like. So, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Obviously we got all the TVs going at all at all times, obviously, but UConn's just one of those teams you're just not even paying attention to because they're just up 30 the whole yeah. fucking time. Um, it is cool that we got to see Miami and UConn live. Like both these teams can yeah. win it all, and we got to go see them in Albany, which is pretty sweet. It was sweet, and one thing that I, I'll say that was pretty cool too is um, I'm having a nice March, but I was really happy. I did not think UConn was gonna beat the piss out of Gonzaga like they did, obviously. Um, but I also, I mean, they won by 28 points. Yeah, but I did say. And this was one thing where I, when I'm starting to feel like this and not to pat myself on the back, I just thought there was too many horses on UConn who are clicking right now. I thought Sonogo could could deal with Timmy if Timmy wasn't making the three ball on a pretty consistent level. And at the end of the day, you know, UConn showed up and showed that they are a deeper team, a better team. And 
you know, Timmy didn't shoot one three ball. He went five for 14 from uh, the field, two for four from the free throw land. He's always going to get his rebounds. He really wasn't an offensive factor, and that was the problem. He had 12 points and led the team in scoring. This UConn yeah. team is so scary because that's a good Gonzaga. That's what I mean. They, they've even, they've been in close games too at halftime, and then second half they just annihilate people. Like, so you kind you actually just brought me to why I like why I like. Uh, I'm sorry, you just brought me to the to, to the point of like why I do like Miami over UConn, and it's because listen, a lot to be said for Miami just playing hard being in close games, getting it done in the second half. And UConn, a lot to be said for them, where it's just never a game. They're just kicking the shit out of everyone. I think there are too many dogs and horses on this Miami team. This is not going to be a 30-point game. I am rolling with Miami with the points. I am rolling with them money line. What and is here's the spread? A, I didn't even see. Five and a half. Now, here's the thing. If, they, if I lose, I lose. UConn's a great team, but I think the value is there. The number is there. This is going to be a very good basketball game. And, and Miami can beat you so many ways. Norchad O'Meer, they got Nigel, they got uh, Isaiah Wong, my guy. They're just so good. Oh, by the way, didn't mention him. Jordan fucking Miller is the yeah. whole reason they won that game. That kid played like Jordan and Miller had a fucking baby together. He was crazy. <laughs> I, love I like I like Miami too, plus five and a half. Five and a half is a good number. Five and a half is a nice number. Um, now, where do you stand coaching-wise? Because a lot of people are saying, listen, Larinaga, he's brought George Mason to the Final Four, Miami to the Final Four, maybe the most impressive coach who's never won a ring, ever. And then you got Hurley, who's just an all-time, like, dude's dude. He's just, he's the coach back in the day, he used to grab you by your fucking face mask and tell you you suck, and like, a party yeah. loves that, right? I Guys love those love coaches. They are the polar opposites when it comes to coaching styles, coaching demeanor. Um, who do you give the coaching edge to? Probably UConn. But I. the thing is, like, because we saw these teams live, and that's what I told you, like, I didn't want to have any bias about these teams when we were betting heading into the Final Four. But now they're playing each other. And that's, like, yeah. I think the same thing you think. Like, when we were watching Miami – and they beat a team that I thought I thought they didn't have a shot against Indiana, and they just manhandled them. And like that really was kind of eye opening to me. Um, I don't like I know you can't beat the Zags. Zags are, are okay. I I never thought the Zags really were going to win that game. So um, Miami has surprised me more, played better more. When I saw them live, like they look like the real deal. So I mean, and getting five and a half is nice. You know, you get a close game at the end. Even if you got a foul or something, it should cover within the five and a half. So, um, I don't know. I'm still taking Miami, even even with a – if I give the coaching advantage to the other side. Yeah, and I, I'm with – I actually kind of give the nod to Hurley myself. I think what he's done, and he said it, he saw this coming. He said, you guys better beat us now because we're coming. That was a direct quote from him. He knew this team was clicking, and he knew he had some dogs. And – you know, I thought he was pretty transparent the other day in his interview saying, like, you need some NBA guys on your team to, like, in order for this to work. And he's got them. Yeah, um, we were talking about that today, too. Is like some of these teams, you know, they just – they're not built the same as, as other teams. And I, I feel like I say that term a lot, like, built the same. But it, at this level, that's kind of how we were doing well in college football as well. Like, you know, certain teams have a certain level of player amongst the the starters. And if the other team doesn't have it, there's a, it's a clear disadvantage.
One thing, I, I don't disagree with you. I promise you, you don't say that more than I say. Well, at the end of the day, I want to actually punch myself <laughs> directly in the nose every time I say it. I fucking hate it. I don't know why I say it. I'm talking like I'm reporting Channel 10 News. I don't even get it. So, I like it. Everyone's got their quirks. I, You know how crazy the tournament too is, too? UConn was losing at, at halftime to Iona. I know. I know. And it just makes and they my- made it this far. And, and FAU like- should have lost to Memphis. Yeah, it does. For lack of a better term, because of that, it makes my dick hard that Rick Pitino is going to St. John's. I think I can't wait to go watch some games at the Garden. He's going to bring that team back. He just is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you're right. They haven't. They haven't faltered. They haven't slipped. They've been so fucking good. Here's the other reason I think I do like Miami. Okay, besides the pulling at my heartstrings. Norchad Omir has shown that he can play with any big man in the fucking country, and he's going to have a big test this week, no doubt about it. Jordan Hawkins is a fucking sniper. He flies around the basketball court. He's good on both sides for UConn. But I just think you have too many weapons and too many guards and too many guys who are feeling it, and Miami has literally shown you from the Drake game all the way to last week, we've got a different dude who can beat you. I think it's the I think it's the de- the determining factor for me. Um, also, it's a very slight coaching edge, obviously. And North Texas ties it up. We got two fifteen left. Fifty-four, fifty-four. <laughs> Let's go. What do you think of the San Diego State FAU game, Ryan? Because I'm pretty fucking torn on this one. FAU does not miss shots. They don't miss. I know. I I think that just looking back through the tournament. Um, I think I like San Diego State. I, I just their defense is is suffocating, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just think, man, it's like you look at the games that they've played. They've they've had some close ones, but I feel like they've never really had to go on. And I and I might be wrong here, but I, I just from watching it, I feel like they've never had to go on the crazy like in Fuego runs that FAU has had to go on to win a game or to stay in a game. So, they've but just here's been, they've just been solid. <laughs> I don't I I agree with that. But here's the other thing that I think is important in college basketball. And it's I I I think of it personally as kind of like a parallel to like home court advantage. The kids who have shown that they can come back and play in these tough circumstances when the building is bumping, it's all eyes on you. FAUs just come back and win basketball games. They yeah. don't get nervous. Now, one thing I will say about San Diego State, they're an ugly team. They play hard, but they know what their strengths are. And they just have to have a couple of good runs of offense and they win basketball games because they never stop playing defense and rebounding. Number 13 yeah. on uh number 13 on San Diego State. Oh, what the fuck? Uh Jaden, uh Jaden Ledee. Jaden Ledee is a fucking force. He's got shoulders. Like Dwight Howard, he makes free throws, but when he decides, he's not going to fill it up for you, right? He's one of these guys who's going to get you 15 to 20 minutes, but they're good minutes. And I thought, I think personally he's played a really good uh, tournament, and I think he's been kind of a deciding factter. I'm curious to see what FAU can do with him because – What's FAU, the spread on this one? Uh, San Diego State's laying uh, one and a half. Yeah, I think – I don't know. I think that's my side as of now. 
I think it's my side as, as of now also, but then my brain says, and I know people have heard other people say this, but my brain goes to there's six minutes left and the number nine seed is charging. How do you not root for him? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. That's what I mean. Like, I want to see the nine seed make it. I really do. That's why, like, I don't know, this game, like, I just might not bet it. I want to bet Miami because I do I do think I think UConn can win, but I do think it'll be a close game. That is comfortable cool. betting that, and I don't mind who wins on that side. Yeah. But, and here's the thing I love about you. You are a super disciplined better. I can't even that thought of not betting this game never <laughs> even like entered my brain even. What are you on drugs? How do you know? We're just we're just different. Board. I've already won six units on this tournament, so I'm just chilling. Like I've already won. They can all win and I've won. So yeah, well, you've won of the future. And listen, you put a little respect on my fucking name, okay? Because Tony Hoops is on an all-time fucking heater, okay? Yeah, I, no, I, I know, literally, I, I am on such a heater, Ryan. I literally bet against Texas, who I had at 27 to 1. Now, you, bet, you bet Miami against both your outrights. I know, and they paid me. Yeah, but I also, at the time, thought there was some, I thought there was some logic behind it, right? You know, I told you the first the first bracket I filled out in bed had Miami yeah. winning it all. Yeah, but you had them against Kansas State. That would have been tougher. Yeah. But had I filled out that bracket, I'd probably be winning our little office pool. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's I'll, – I'll tell you what. I get in pools and I get – like, so I'm, I gamble too much to care about brackets. I love filling brackets out, but I literally fill out two of them, enter them with my buddies, and then I look at the Elite Eight. Well, it was – I knew Texas was going to lose – when I saw that I had the chance to win like three grand in the two brackets I was in, if Texas won it all, because no one else had Texas to win. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, we're ham. I think I doubled up my units on Miami. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, so let's, let's, let's wrap up here in regards to college basketball. You are leading San Diego State. We're both leading uh, Miami to cover. I'm going to bet Miami to win. What do you, who, who do you think wins that basketball game? I think UConn in a close one. That's and that's I very, just have a feeling, but am I surprised if Miami wins? Hell no. So I was just going to say that about both of these games. I'm just not shocked either way. Yeah, like who could be shocked in this tournament at this point? Like Seriously. shock is gone. Where shock is dead. It's 56, 54. North Texas leads. The line is minus one and a half. We got a live bet at plus two sixty. There's 24 seconds left. Four on the shot clock. North Texas turns the ball over. Not great. Not great. <laughs> we got 17 seconds left. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have to call this game. Ball gets swung out the three land. He's gonna drive. He goes. He dishes it out. Blocked. It's blocked. With eight seconds left. Oh my God. Wisconsin gets it back. What happened? Wisconsin called a timeout. There's a timeout with five eight left. Wow, we're battling here, folks. We are battling. So right. Are you covering? Are they winning? What's the score? It's 56-54 North Texas. The line is minus one and a half, which I have, but I also live bet it when they're down 12. Yeah, so you got the money line too, live. At plus 260. Now they battled back. Uh, they just got a rebound, and uh, Wisconsin called a timeout. Uh, sorry to derail us here. End of the day on on Monday, who's the national championship, right? Oh, I was going to ask you this too real quick. Um do you think like so when we were talking to Devin, he was talking about like Louisiana versus LSU? Yeah. Do you think is there like a 
Florida Atlantic Miami rivalry? Because I'd like to watch that. I would say no for a couple reasons. Miami is Miami. Well, yeah, no, I know like they're not the same size, but that's still the same thing like LSU no, no, and Louisiana. No, no, no. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Miami is Miami. And when it comes to Florida, Miami is its own country, right? Yeah. So Miami is like its own team. When it comes to Florida, it's Florida and Florida State. Who are you on, right? But Miami is its own thing. When it comes to Louisiana, and Devin will let me know if we're out of school here, out of pocket, as the kids say, it's LSU Tigers. And it's legitimately nothing else except the LSU Tigers. So yeah, when so they Florida's see, got Florida State's huge. They got other big, big for teams. sure. But yeah. when they see a school who they, you know, admire, you know, Lafayette, trying to kind of infringe, like you can't you can't claim Louisiana like that. It's already spoken for. It's purple and gold. And I think that's where the inner rivalry comes from. And I think that's much so what if so what if the tables turn though and you have the tournament and Louisiana beats LSU in the national championship game? If there if there was a head-to-head Louisiana versus LSU, the only Louisiana Lafayette fans there would be the players' parents. It's the yeah, only but one. I'm just saying that gives you so if FAU beats Miami, that's like the ultimate bragging rights. Like Florida's fucking ours. Oh, oh, in that yeah. capacity. I'm sorry. I yeah. guess I didn't realize where you're going with that. Yeah, they own fucking Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's yeah. kind of what I'm rooting for. I I think that's a cool story. Is like if they got <laughs> to play Connecticut, it's not as cool. But if they get to play Miami and they beat they can like say we are the fucking kings of Florida, that's no pretty doubt. cool. And, and that's like one of those things you can go to apply to be a banker at fucking Wachovia or Bank of America or Key Bank or whatever the fuck. And the first thing on my resume would be like FAU national champ. <laughs> yeah. like this, you know? <laughs> okay, 5.8 seconds left. Wisconsin is inbounding the ball. They get a look. He dishes it. He passes it. He gives another look, another pass. One second, no time. The game's over. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, huh? We got to do a live boom, Ryan. Nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. Mia, we did it at the bone money. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Listen, big toad here. Boom, boom, boom. Say hi, Ryan. We're recording the big guys. I was boom. So, yeah, I also think if FAU sees Miami in the national championship, Ryan, I think FAU matches up nicely, a lot better than they do with UConn. I'll say this because I've already because of our, I'm already I've already won, so I don't care. I want FAU to beat Miami in the championship game. So, you know what? I'm probably not going to bet the San Diego State game. I'm going to root for FAU because I want to root for the nine seed, and I want to root for the nine seed to win it all. So that's where I'm going. And that's fair, and that's probably why I'm going to bet FAU uh, just because I want to root for them. Um, but when it comes to Miami, UConn, I'm taking Miami. And when Miami gets to the national championship, I don't give a fuck about FAU. I am riding Grandpa Laranega all the way to the goddamn championship. No human being deserves this more than that fucking guy. I hope Miami wins in all North Texas with a guy. Doris win. Gotta what is it? Is it uh, is that game Monday night? It will be Monday night, off. April 1st. Yeah. Um, Ryan, do you have any final thoughts on March Madness? I think it's been one of the best tournaments uh, that you can in recent memory. No, I I had a lot of fun. It was fun doing a fun like betting experiment and having it hit. And little teaser, I'm be doing the same thing with home run leaders in baseball. 
Yeah, I so we we're gonna get into some baseball talk. I'm sorry, I meant to ask you. Um, I know you had a lot of futures. Tell the people what you do have alive still and how you are gonna win for basketball. Oh, yeah. So I have all I had seven of the eight teams. So I bet 21 outrights before the tournament started, started two months before the tournament started, just laying any team that was top 25 in the AP poll that I liked that was longer than 40 to one. I would sprinkle a little bit on. Ended up betting about three units ish, maybe a little more. And the if no matter who won, I would take home a little over ten units. So no matter what, I'd be up seven units uh, or thereabouts, and ended up getting eighteen teams in out of the twenty-one. Ended up getting seven of the eight elite eight teams. So I took Gonzaga for a unit at six to one. So no matter what, I had all eight elite eight teams, and I won six units no matter what. That's a heady play. That's smart thinking. How pissed off were you when Creighton lost? Because I know you had them at a big number, didn't you? Well, that's the thing. That's the beauty of betting this way is that the numbers don't matter. Like, no matter who wins, I win the same amount. Ah, okay. I guess I didn't realize because, that part. Yeah, like, because I have I have FAU 200 to 1. So it doesn't – that doesn't necessarily matter because I only had to put 0. .05 units on them to win a – to win 10 over 10 units. So that's what it is. Gotta love that. Yeah. So, I mean, had I went and put a unit on everything, I would have been in for 21 units. That would have been a little more than I'm comfortable spending on a fucking crazy tournament. But yeah, I'd be rooting for them pretty hard right now if I'd put a full unit on that one. Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm just, I'm so excited for, it's, it's always one of the best tournaments of all time, you know, March Madness is always electric, but I also am very excited about like, I really don't know what's going to happen here. Right. Oh, how did we not talk about Alabama? Alabama, Brandon Miller didn't show up. The moral police and karma got them. And if you're NATO's, the only reason you didn't suspend this fucking kid for at least a game or two is because you said, I want to win a title. And then he didn't win the title. And now you have to deal with this for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. So, maybe that's just a, a karma loss. That's all. I think so too. Uh, Nick Saban hit, hates Nate Oates. I, my prediction is Nate Oates is gone in a year and a half. Yeah. Listen, yeah. right. College basketball. There's nothing like it. We do love it, but we have a lot to talk about because this week in the world, <laughs> I feel like Robert, a lot can happen. This week in the world. A lot has happened, okay? Um, we're gonna keep it uh, we're gonna keep it friendly. We're gonna keep it light. We're not getting into any politics or guns or anything bullshit like that, okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, which, you know, obviously terrible stuff. But Kyrie Irving, I don't know if you heard about this guy. This guy is already sending a fucking torpedo into Dallas. Luca has just said he used to have fun playing basketball. He's not having fun anymore. What's changed? Well, well Kyrie let me Irving ask you here. this about Luca. Is Luca turning into a little little diva? Oh, no, no. He's past diva and he's full on bitch. Dude, stop fucking complaining about everything goddamn call and go play basketball yeah i feel like you know he was someone i rooted for up until this year and this year i feel like he's just kind of i don't know if it's because he's become the, a much bigger superstar or what it is but he's kind of annoying 
He's annoying, but he's still one of the best players in the league, arguably the best player in the league. Yeah. And, and he's frustrated. So for as much – I don't blame him there, though. No one likes playing with Kyrie, it seems like. No, no, but I think that adds to the – like think about when you're fighting with like your significant other or just a buddy you're on a road trip with too long. You're having fun, you're having fun, and then all of a sudden you're just not. And every little thing now pisses you off. And that that's what I think he's at right now. And you're seeing him kind of look more like a baby. Um, and I and you're seeing him kind of complain. He's always complained a ton, but I feel like it's more uh exuberated or emphasized when when now, just for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I think it's kind of hard to play with him too, though. Like I know he can put up triple doubles all the time and all this stuff, but like, do you think it's you think he's kind he's kind of a hard teammate to play with? Because no. I think he's a great teammate to play with. He's just not a guy that a guy like a Kyrie Irving can play with. Or for for that matter, I think a guy like a Clay Thomas would be unbelievable with him. Um, Clay Thompson? Like a him shooter? Too. Yep, he's, yeah. he's the basketball player. I'm the fucking worst. Um, <laughs> You're talking about Clay Thomas, like C-L-A-Y Thomas. Yeah, Jeff, Frank Thomas, his brother. You got it. That's Clay, Clay Thomas, C-L-A-Y, super white guy. Do you know what I mean, though, uh, my stupidity aside? Like, a guy who's more – doesn't need the ball in his hand necessarily so much. You just can't have a guy who needs the ball in his hands as much as Kyrie does. Kyrie, nobody is arguing. He is arguably one of the best scorers of the basketball of all time. The guy is surgical. He literally has a – what were those things called? Yo-hos, yo-hos. Uh, yo, yo-yos. Yo-yos. Though he, that's what the ball looks like. You who's you fucking how fat am I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, you're thinking you who's and I was thinking ho ho's. <laughs> so uh, yes, I do think it's hard to play with him if you're a, a person who needs the ball in their hand. Um, I don't think you you're I think you love to play with him when you're a guy who knows you're not getting doubled up. You can pick and pop. I mean, there's I didn't like the movement when it happened, but this is an all-time record of Kyrie coming in torpedoing a team they're losing to teams like charlotte and Kyrie just threw a fucking fan out did you see any of this ryan yeah i saw a little bit of that um didn't he i thought it was someone else though did, did russell westbrook recently throw a fan out again too he he did i don't think it was again i think we just saw it again because this happened okay yeah i so i think that might have been the one i saw but i don't know man like I agree with you that it's a weird mix. Like someone like Clay. I mean, someone like Clay is pretty much good on any team because she's just going to shoot lights out. But yeah, uh, but, but I totally like, agree. Not someone that needs the ball in his hands to make it happen. And this is probably a terrible example because Dame Lillard is somebody who also needs the ball in his hand and is a perennial scorer. And 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 honestly, a guy I don't think gets enough fucking credit is Dame Lillard. I think he's one of the better players that we've seen in the last fucking 30 years that no one talks about. Yeah. Did you hear his interview the other day? Well, maybe it wasn't the other day, but maybe a couple weeks ago or something, but they asked him like, you know, what do you think of all this drama or whatever, like, you know, off the court. And he was basically like, I don't pay any attention to that. He's like, I go home. I have a wife. I have kids. Like I hang out at my house. I don't go out. I don't do any of that shit. Like that's I'm home with my kids being a dad. It's like, yeah. that's, like I, I absolutely respect and love Dame Lillard. As he's probably my favorite player. He, he's 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 definitely one of mine, and and I think that's kind of to my point. I, I what? No, I didn't hear that interview, but it was to my point. I think a guy whose personality is like him 
is somebody who I think would be able to come into a situation like a Dallas and make it work with a Luka because I think he's headstrong enough. I think he's mentally strong enough. I think he's comfortable with himself in his own game. I don't think he's – like you said, I'm going home. He's not reading the comments. As well, they he's say, a, right? Yeah, he's a leader. He's like a natural-born leader. It's like and, Kyrie, and he, everyone's just like, I don't know, you know, because of all his shit off the court too, everyone's like, I don't know if I can trust this guy. And he's a motherfucking killer, bro. He's yeah. a killer. And I know he had well, he had DeRozan for years, right? Was that who he had? Who, Dame? Yeah. Was that the other guy? Dame had C.J. McCollum with him. C.J. McCollum. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, he's had some one-two punches, but this guy has never deviated from Portland. He's never been like, hey, I'm going to create my own thing. If you boys want to come here, you can. That's another thing I do think I like about him. And I'm not somebody who necessarily – I don't really have a problem with guys going to other teams and wanting to try and win rings. I don't really have a problem with that. I never have, like, the big three stuff. Why not? I would want to play with my buddies, too, and they're good. But I do yeah. like I do like the one uniform guys. I don't know if it's because I'm a Yankee fan or a Giants fan and we have those people, but I respect yeah. that about him. Yeah, I think our age group, too, like, we were – we got to see some of that, you know, when it was more often – you did. It was and more when, likely to happen back then, I guess. We're, we're listen, not old, I, old, but when when things changed for me, I never thought I'd see Peyton Manning in another jersey in my whole entire life. Mm. And then I really thought I'd never mm. see Tom Brady in another jersey. And then Brett Favre before. Dude, I, I did that with Jerry Rice. Jerry, Jerry Rice went inside Brandy the Moss, division. Champ Bailey. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on. Uh, Woodson. I mean, the everybody goes, and and it, it just that's just part of sports, but. Kyrie Irving, I know we talked about it on this podcast when he got traded. And I said, if I was an owner, they all they all collude anyway. Guys, you just got to call each other and say it's over with this fucking guy. Like, somebody's got to put him in his place. It's just – and I don't have a problem with him or his beliefs or anything like that. But I also don't have a problem with him being him. You guys knew what you were fucking getting when you signed this guy. Now you got egg on your face. You got to deal with it. Why do people keep doing this? I don't care how good he is. He torpedoes your organization. Would you ever want Kyrie? On your, well, you're a Golden State fan, so of course you don't want Kyrie. But <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want him on the Knicks. I really wouldn't. I, um, I disagree with with him off the court. Um, one of my questions in my interview for my team would be, "Do you think the Earth is flat?" And he would have never made the cut. Fair enough. Listen. The fact that aliens knew the earth wasn't flat all the way back then and they put in fucking stuff on the goddamn pyramids that they're not flat. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, all right? Jeez, Here we go. Crazy. I know you're going to try to keep this one on the straight and narrow, but I'm, I'm going to break you off the path. Fair enough. Also, this week in the world, baseball is back and umpires are umpiring. We've seen a lot of ref Ooh. show this week during the March Madness. Did you see JT Riomuto and the umpire get into it this week? Oh, yeah. I saw that. Did you – did you also see that one minor league guy where the coach came out and he's slugging a two-liter of Mountain Dew? No, but I fucking love that. Oh, I'll, I'll send that to you. Mountain Dew. Do you remember Surge? Yeah, I do. That, that lasted. I remember people being like, yo, bro, it turns your semen green. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> that, was a ru- that was a rumor. Yeah, I tried it. It wasn't normal. No. Nope. But it was, um, yeah, it was a minor league clip. I'll send you that. But I did, going back, I didn't mean to interrupt. I did see JT and the ump, and that ump is a fucking turd. What a fucking dork. Yeah. What a dork. Yeah. Dude, first off, 
it's not my fault your fucking wife and kids hate you. You don't turn around and just, something else was on his mind. That's what I mean. Like, how is he not? He's got to get in trouble for that, right? Because that's just a bad look for the league. Yeah, for sure. I, I would think so. A couple things. You, not that I'm some body language expert, but the way that Riamuto turned around and was like, huh? He was yeah. like, he didn't say anything. He wasn't being a wise ass. He just did one of these. And took his glove away too quick. For those of you yeah, who don't know, yeah, he never know, got the ball, so he yeah. so he just tried to be a normal human being. Right. So for those of you who don't know, a, a spring training game, ball gets fouled off to the backstop, and as you see catchers do, he puts his mitt up behind his shoulder while he's looking at the pitcher, and normally the umpire puts the ball in there and you throw it back. Well, he took his glove away too soon. The umpire put the ball down. It went down to the dirt. He thought he was big time with him and fucking rang him. He threw him out. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it, but it made me happy for baseball to be back. I do not want robot umpires. I want my umpires, human beings who make mistakes. They make baseball better. We've had enough rule changes, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But do you fire this guy? You got to at least find him. He's got to know. He's got to know. There's no place for this, and he can so, never do it again because it's just what a psycho. Like you got to be a, a little psychotic to do to flip out that quickly. Uh, yeah, you think? Like, yeah. I mean, like it made me think that he, guy has done something fucking weird in the past. Made me think he was drinking on the job. Yeah, like he's just buckled up there. Yeah, I don't he's know. done. He's done. There's some skeletons in that fucker's closet. No doubt about it. Speaking of skeletons and closets, Kanye West is back, Ryan. Have you heard this? Kanye's back. What's he uh what's he oh I well I heard on um Corolla so, today they were talking about he watched 21 Jump Street and now he likes Jews again or something. There you go, nailed it. So Kanye yeah. West, um known Hitler supporter, uh, just just you've never been at a dinner conversation and anybody in the history of anywhere has been like Hitler made some good points. Well, Kanye is that guy. I just think my theory is that he's trolling us at this point. Oh, no, 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 no. You you don't troll billions of dollars out of your fucking wallet. The world cut him off. He lost like $2 billion overnight. And yeah, then he's, all still sudden, rich, he's still rich beyond belief. Yeah, but then you see Magic Mike and fucking Jonah Hill out there on 21 Jump Street just killing it. <laughs> and you're like, hey, these fucking Jews aren't so bad, these guys. You know? <laughs> So I thought that was fall down funny of all the Jewish people, right? Because you know Jerry Seinfeld. This is like, what I'm saying, man. Fuck like, this he's, guy. He's crazy, but he's not stupid. I think he's trolling. He's just he's winning right now, and everyone's talking about it again. It's just like it's what he does to get attention. And maybe it's not. Maybe trolling isn't the right word, but he's just getting attention. He knows what will. He knows what will get the clicks and the talk and all that, and he's. And he just continues to do it. He waits to strike, and he strikes. I hear what you're saying, but he's lost every ability to collect money on these clicks and likes. And also, I'm, I love a troll as much as the next guy. You just can't be patting Hitler and fucking Mussolini on the back like they, hey, like they were the fucking Bash Brothers or something. Like it's just not. It's not a yeah. Good it's book. the it's the wrong way to go about getting the clicks. That's for sure. Well, listen, I think you're, I think I know what you're saying. And I think, you know, Kanye's part of the woke, the, the woke culture for sure. And I, I'm probably part of the woke culture to a certain degree. Uh, he's taking it too far. I'm not a Kanye West fan. I do love college dropout, um, separating the art from the artist. But of all the Jewish people, like Jonah Hill's the one who flips them around. You know why? Because Larry David, 
fucking Jerry Seinfeld would have told him to go fuck off, dude. It, it's just, I don't know. Jonah Hill's too Hollywood for me to believe it. Did you happen to watch the new Jonah Hill movie with Eddie Murphy? I saw it on Netflix, but I did not watch. Or I saw the. I saw it was on. I did not know. Is the answer? It's not. I don't think. I don't think that would have brought Kanye back. And here's the thing: I love both of them, Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. I I don't want to see them like that. I I because I it could just. I saw the trailer and I was like, oof. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's just a dumb movie. That's like, like you said, they've both done such great stuff. It's like, it's like when a wrestler goes to a local home show at sixty years old and he's drunk. Yeah, like, you yeah. just don't want to see that. Hey, this wasn't in this week in the world, but I saw a YouTube short today of Kevin Nash from the WWF back in the day at WCW. Uh, I saw him say that. The most amount of money he ever made in the first three years of his career was when he got to be Shredder in Ninja Turtles. Yeah, did you see the picture of him as Super Shredder? Yeah. Yeah, that what was crazy. Monster. I saw that too. What a monster. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have for this week in the world, Ryan, is besides Aaron Rodgers still hasn't legitimately signed a contract, which is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, he's a loopy too. It was, it was NFL picture day. One of the better days of the year when all the head coaches from the NFL go to the hottest place in America, either Florida or Hawaii or some shit like that. They dress up in clothes that coaches never wear, wearing suits and collared shirts and stuff like that. And it's always just an all-time photo op. Brian Dable, my guy, is reported as cracking beer at 11.32 a.m. to get the party started. That's my coach. That's yeah. my coach. Uh, he was also dressed like he was an extra in The Sopranos and he was going to make collections later that day. Did you see this photo? No, I'm going to Google it right now. So Brian Dable picture day? <laughs> yeah, so Google it. So there's two things that – there's a few things that jump out, really, okay? One is the Brian Dable look. Two is uh, Sean Payton. His whole cock is just in the picture. It's uncomfortable look for everyone, but well done. Uh, uh, well done, Sean, is all I'll say. And the last thing – that came from this week was did you see when a reporter asked Andy Reid what he thought of Jordan Love when they played against each other? Did you did you see any of that? No, what did he say? He didn't know who Jordan Love was. <laughs> it's an all-time clip. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen it by now, but it, oh, Andy I heard Reed, a, I read a stupid thing today, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it was a quote from Ron Rivera who said he's not interested in Lamar Jackson because he thinks Howell has the upside of Brock Purdy. So I saw that too, and I forgot about it. You just said it. That's a guy who needs to be tested immediately for drugs. Because <laughs> Exactly, right? That's great. I don't even get it. I don't get how these guys keep tricking people into getting head coaching jobs. I just don't. He's no, like it's, a, it's, he's like no, Jeff no, no, Fisher. no, no, no. It's not tricking. It's the good old boys club. And they yeah. know how hard it is. And they're always going to have each other's back because it's a cutthroat business. The NFL owners don't give a fuck about them. So they look out for each other. Yeah, that's the only reason like he could get a job. He had to go to the sh like arguably the shittiest organization in NFL history because they're the only ones that don't want to get a good coach. Yeah. You're not wrong there, but yeah, I thought it was a great photo. Um, it, it just—it's always funny to me to to see it. Uh, they had they had Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, you know, the two winningest coaches basically in the history of the NFL, sitting next to each other, nice. and and it was just the the you know two very different guys. Did Ray, did uh, Ray Finkel show up for picture day? Ray Finkel did not make it. Also, in football news, are you familiar with the Kansas City 
Uh, Chiefsaholic Superfan. No. Chiefsaholic Superfan is a notorious bank robber who would rob banks, then go to Chief games, paying his way to all the Chiefs games based on the banks he would rob. Well, he was arrested, I believe, last year, just before the Super Bowl, and he was just released on a $1 million bond. He has since cut his ankle bracelet off, and he is on the motherfucking run. Is that not just like we want How long did he go? How many games was he able to go to? Huh? How many games was he able to go to? Well, well, no, he's been going to games for fucking quite literally years. Um, okay, so he's done this for years. He just robs a bank, goes to the games. Yeah, but within the last, I believe, I believe he got arrested early, uh, like during, like maybe week eight, nine in the football season last year. Um, was in jail. He had a future bet on the Chiefs, I believe, to win like a hundred grand if they won the Super Bowl. He did, and this fucking judge let him out. This is an all-time flight risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, crazy. Like that one money. He's Chiefsaholic is what he goes by. He's on the run. They still haven't caught him yet. Are you are you rooting for Chiefs the Holic? Everyone likes a good bank robbery, right? Yeah, I mean, they're not as long as he doesn't. Does he hurt people when he robs a bank, or he just like goes in there with his uh, like he dresses up like he's going to a game and it just scares the shit out of him? And they give him listen. Money. I'm no psychologist, but I'm pretty sure you don't need to shoot anyone to actually like hurt somebody going in with a gun to a bank. No, they, their money, they'll just give you the money. Can go you imagine like your fucking job. your aunt or someone's in there? Just going to deposit or grab some money to put in little Timmy's fucking birthday card and some fucking lunatic walks up with a gun. Yeah, sure. Maybe he knows he's not going to shoot anyone. That yeah. fucking he doesn't know. Yeah, so I would say he traumatized some people. He's probably not a great guy. Chiefsaholic, probably not a great guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, There's something, something legendary about him, though. Ryan, what if I told you that 60% of bank robberies in the United States of America are successful ones? Hmm. That's it. That's interesting. <laughs> Ryan, you could go, you have a better chance of robbing a bank and getting away with it than you do at winning at roulette or flipping a goddamn coin. Yeah. Or winning or winning Miami plus five and a half. Right. So if Miami loses, do you want to rob a bank together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw that statistic on the, on the bottom of that story. And I was like, that's fucking banana land. I can't believe that's it. interesting. That is interesting. Not, 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 uh, I guess it makes sense. I wonder what the average dollar amount is, though. <laughs> so that, I believe it's like $8,600. It's low, it, it, lower than yeah. you would think because there's apparently there's funds allocated to if somebody comes in and slips you a note. Obviously, they have like trackers and die packs and stuff like that to try and catch you, but there's money that's, that's specifically like, this is it. You know, marked bills, things like that. I read a whole thing on it today. Yeah. Cool. Crazy, right? The yeah. More, the more you a, know. Lot go, a lot going on in the world. But listen, yeah. you had a lot go on this week as well. It's NASCAR time, baby. Come on in, buddy. We're going to go. go. Well, Dak, here's Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Yeah, we uh, won again, which is nice. So, NASC, well, FanDuel was nice enough last week to leave all their numbers up during practice. So, when Reddick was absolutely the fastest car, he was nine to one on there. Hit that, it immediately goes down to like seven and a half to one. 
And by race time, when he qualified second, it was he was down to three and a half to one. So yeah, I was gonna, he hit him I was gonna, at nine to one. I was going to ask you about that. I saw a couple people chirping at you like, hey, buddy, I didn't see this thing at nine to one. Where'd you get it? You're like, you got to be quick on the draw there, kid. I'm, it's Sundays. I'm in my basement. I'm watching. Why does the line move so quickly like that with something like that? I was I was stunned when I saw so that. So tonight, tonight, they drop – Caesars drops Xfinity lines for that series. And I see Sammy Smith plus 100 for a top five. He is just one at Phoenix. He races on he, you know, raced on short tracks uh, coming up through the Arca series and other series that he were that he has raced in. And so and he's in a fast Joe Gibbs racing car. So I was like, all right, top five. I at everybody in the win the race discord. We're hitting this for one unit plus one hundred. Sammy Smith top five. I sent it to the Discord. And I'm not saying we move the lines. I'm just saying they know, like they obviously see money coming in. And so I bet it, people bet it in the discord within 10 minutes, the line was down to minus 120. So it just like, it moves very, very fast. And you, that's why like you have to, if you are a win the race member and you're not in the discord, you have to get in there because I, everybody, as soon as they drop and I place a bet and you have to like rush to get it. So I tell you what book it's at, go grab it. But for the year, we're up over 34 units after six races or seven, six or seven, either six or seven races. I think seven races. We're up over 34 units. So for $100 better, you're up 3400 If you're If $100 a unit is your unit, you're up $3,400. If $1,000 is your unit, you're up $34,000. It's you know, whatever you want it to be. Yeah, and I know a lot of your players. Not I don't actually. I'm just that's not true. I know a lot of players who played a lot of different things. The the, the ROI they're getting is ridiculous because th- these guys aren't all putting up like thousands of dollars and getting these returns either. These are these like you said, you're up thirty four units, so that could be ten bucks, and you're up you know thirty four, whatever the case is. There's value there. You're winning plus money. You're getting good like odds. Like you're getting good like yeah. You're getting good pricing, you know. So I, I, well, I like posted, I tweeted it out. Everyone's like, "Really, you're hitting it that clip?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's just that's just how it's going." And I think this year we've hit five winners and we've lost two races. So yeah, I pulled it up here. So the Clash won Truex twenty to one. Uh, Daytona we lost second place is where we came in sixteen to one. Then we won Kyle Busch twelve to one. Then Kyle Larson came in second at eight and a half to one. And then we've won three in a row now. Byron nine to one, Logano eleven to one, Reddick nine to one. So they're so, all they're all great odds to make some money. So, admittedly speaking, uh, between everything I got going on, I haven't really been paying too too much attention to the racing. But am I noticing Kyle Larson is just always on the fucking board? Is he just somebody who races like he's just there every week? He's good. Yeah, I mean, he's like one of the best drivers in the series. Got a super fast car, so he'll be. You know, he's I think either the favorite or second. Uh, favorite this week as far as what the books are saying. Um, my lead where, right now is you yeah, know, where, on a guy where, like Christopher where, Bell. Who where are they this numbers, week? But where where are where are they where are they this week? Where do you lean and why? They're in Richmond. It's a short flat track. Christopher Bell absolutely dominates here. Um, hasn't won here yet in the Cup Series, but he's been close. And I just really liked what I saw from him at Phoenix, which is a comparable track a couple weeks ago. And uh, I just don't necessarily like this seven and a half to one. Like, I I don't know. How far is that really going to move after qualifying? So I think I'm just going to wait and sleep on it and 
and uh, see what I want to do with Bell there. And I like his um, teammate, Denny Hamlin, too. Denny Hamlin's 9-1 to on some books now, and that's about as close as I'm going to get to betting before practicing qualifying. I might hit that Denny 9-1. to What did you see in Phoenix that jumped out to you? Uh, he's just fast. He's running, you know, yeah, easily top five car, probably better. Um, and and this is a track where he's he's better here. So okay. if he can have a top five car and come to a track that's probably – probably his best one in the series then that I'm looking at that all day. All right. Last question I'll ask you about this is you've got some merchandise coming out amigo. Oh yeah. So ordered a bunch of these hats. They're 950 snapback hats. Um, they're nice. I, that's why I had this one as a tester just to see <laughs> how they, how they stitch it, how it fits, but it's comfortable. fits my big ass head. So it should fit everyone's head. Yeah. And, um, before we started, guys, Ryan was like, I'm just tired. I haven't had time to shave my beard. I just don't have anything going on. You look tremendous with that hat on and the beard. You look like a guy who does this fucking ragdoll racing. You do. <laughs> oh, that's do. good. Because we are. And that's the thing. People are like, uh, you, you know, you kind you know of it is more fun to place your own bets. And that's cool. People can do that on there as well. But I'm just saying, if you tailed my bets, you're doing well. So that just should prove, you know, I'm only using my stuff. So like, oh, yeah. if you want to know if it works or not, it works. We're it winning. Works. So, yeah, it I had a rough day, and I do full disclosure too, so you can see everything I'm in. I was down probably twelve hundred bucks on DraftKings. This is what it is. Gonna have those days, uh, but made it all back betting. So, um, you know, there's always two ways to to skin the cat. I guess uh, I'd always love to win both in the week, but even on a bad week, I'd say you know we broke even. So you, you get a good look at a, a cow by sticking your head up a butcher's ass. Yeah, it's got to be your cat skin right. in your butt. Now, listen, uh, you, you look more and more like Luke Combs' brother every goddamn day. You sound tremendous. Win the race. How much are the hats going to be? When can people start buying them, and where can they buy them? Um, I'm decided on a price as of now because i got to figure out what shipping is going to be or like an average price. I'm yep. not trying to like you know make money on them, really. I just want to get the hats out there to everybody so they can wear them to the races or whatever. I don't care if you're going to your – son or daughter's track meet you know they got to win the race just fucking wear the hat it's a cool brand people always ask about it when i'm wearing the hat everywhere they want one so figured i got to get them out there to everybody and it'll be fun i have a request per hat and uh maybe you can maybe maybe you do like a, a small little drop the win the race colors are phenomenal when saratoga season comes around can you make those like the Saratoga colors and I can win that? I can wear that to the track to win the race hat and like the Saratoga, like, you know, like oh, the, yeah. the red and the white and the. Oh, yeah, we can even, we'll put a symbol on the side too. We'll order some nice, we'll order some nice ones. But like a horse here or a horse back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hook that up for, for this summer. Love that. Listen, My dad already asked too. He's like, can I just put like a ping sign on the side of that? I was like, yeah, we can <laughs> we can figure that out. Yeah. Dad, you could just go buy a ping hat. Just get the yeah. guy in the race hat. <laughs> uh, do you have anything to add to uh, NASCAR? Yeah, you know what I got to make? You remember in school, the kids had those patches that they'd sew onto their book bags? Yeah, I do. That's, I should get. I should make those and just give my dad a ping hat. Here, sew that on the front of it. Those kids suck, though. Yeah. Were you that kid? Corn. Corn. <laughs> yeah. I say that, but, you know, I had some buddies with the Smashing Pumpkins ones and whatnot, and I fuck with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Well, listen, <laughs> that was talking NASCAR with Ryan. We're going to jump right back into some more stuff with Ryan, and we've got Ryan's random thoughts. 
You're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. Ryan, I'm kicking the shit out of my microphone today. Ryan, what are your random thoughts today, amigo? I just, I just have one really, and it came to me recently. I, for whatever reason, we got this fan in our in our bedroom, and it's the same. We have it in a couple other rooms in the house, but if you like turn the, it's hooked up to the light. So if you turn the light switch off and then turn it on, for whatever reason, when you turn it on, it goes to like super fucking hyper crazy mode where the thing's like shaking on the ceiling, and and like, oh, shit. and Alyssa will just leave it. Like she'll just leave it. Like she's not worried about it. I'm fucking scared that thing's gonna come down and kill us all. So I I always turn it off every time, and I make sure it's on like the lowest setting. But like I don't know. I didn't I didn't know if you ever had that fear. Like I guess I don't ever want a fan going fast enough where it can kill me. Like, so it I can knock me out, but it can't kill me. I've never had that. I know exactly what you're talking. The fan that's like flying, you're like, this is going to come right through the fucking sheet. It's too close to your head. You walk underneath it. You're like, holy shit. It's like moving my hair. Yeah. Well, you're a taller guy too, but are you talking about the overall like shaking of the fan? Well, it does that. And I don't like that. And it doesn't do it a lot, but just a little bit is enough where I don't trust it. It's like, I've seen too many final destinations or something, but like, I don't. I don't like it. If what if I jump? Like I never jump. I never what? Just jump. What, are you <laughs> what, if I, about? what if something scares me and I jump and my fucking head gets chopped off? Dude, let me tell you what. Even if you jump, you're gonna be okay. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? You have a one inch vertical. That's a great point. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna bust both Achilles and you're gonna be on the ground. Yeah, and gonna, I lose my head and and tear yeah, an ACL. That's you're gonna sucks. be stretched out in the kitchen and be like, "Fuck, there's more mac and cheese mix on the ground." <laughs> Like you know what I mean? I, I, so I so I thought you were originally Mia. This fucking dog. Every time I do something, she's barking. Come get it. So I don't. When I I thought you were originally going to say like the shaking of the fan was bothering you. The overall height of the fan was bothering you, and it's whipping. Well, the, the shaking adds to the scare. <laughs> Fair. So I've had. Uh, I'm in people's homes a lot for like work and whatnot. So I'm always constantly ducking. I'm a I'm a very normal. I'm probably like. Six foot, five eleven, some shit like that. So I'm only it's fine, but the only time I've really been nervous about a fan is when I've slept at a buddy's or maybe it's like a college room or whatever. And there's no there's no air anywhere, but there's the one fucking fan and it shakes. I can think of one in particular in Myrtle Beach, and it's just shaking like crazy. And I just think it's gonna fall on me, but I'm so fat and sweaty, it was worth the risk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um I'm, I'm all for air conditions, and I've got two ceiling fans in the kitchen, but these things are industrial. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, see, at night, we got to put – because for those listening that don't know, I have a Bernie's Mountain Dog, and she overheats at night, so she'll just bark at us while we're trying to sleep if she gets too hot. So we have the AC on, and we got to have this fan on just to try – and there's a fan on the ground. So we have, we have the AC on, the fan going, and a – fan on the ground pointing at dolly just to hope that she can be cool enough at night and not wake us up yeah and dolly's a beauty what a beauty of a dog she's a beautiful girl yeah how does webster sleep he sleep, sleeps in our guest bed like he's a fucking guest at the house i love that dog i really do love that dog yeah i'm i'm a i'm just a believer in fans in general like i have one on in my room always I have to sleep with a fan on or an air condition on or the TV on. I have to have something on. I can't be an all pitch black 
sleep and I need some type of airflow. I'm just, yeah, you know, happen. that's like, I used to like the sound of it. And, but then now I wear like the sleep machine or whatever. So that, that kind of has its own like audible sound coming out of it that puts me to sleep. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, do you have any other Ryan's random thoughts for this week, bud? No, man, I've been so busy. That I can barely get these thoughts going in my head. That's like, that's just one I, you know, I feared for my life. So that I had that thought and had to write it down. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, we've got, uh, we've got, like I said, a bunch coming up, but baseball season's here. You play ball like a girl. I know you and I both drafted fantasy teams. I know everybody's not a huge fan of talking about fantasy baseball. And I love fantasy baseball for like the camaraderie with my buddies. Nothing better than drafting. It's the best. Yeah, the draft was awesome. It's always the best. But baseball season's here. Uh, everyone knows I'm a huge Yankee fan. And I'm excited about this season. I'm happy we have injuries early rather than in the middle of the season. I'm not thrilled that three of our pitchers are down. Um, but what are you looking forward to in baseball? I know I posted some futures today. You posted some futures. What are you What are you thinking about some baseball this year? I'm pumped. I'm pumped that I think we both own Garrett Cole on our main teams, right? Our main fantasy team. Don't you have Cole? I, I've got I've got Cole, and, and and Cole talks a little bit like Kermit and a little bit like uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he's just going to go out there and fire. And he likes the guys. He's he's one of those guys. He literally came from fucking Houston, looking like Darth Vader, and he got to us, and he's a fucking Fucking, it's just a pussy. But but I love this him. came up. This came up with Devin too. Didn't he play in uh, on the Valley Cats? I don't know if Cole made a jump before that. I know at least I didn't see him at the Valley Cats. But I think Cole might have been lower ball, and then boom, because Cole is in the Pirate system. Oh, the Pirate system. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Cole is in the Pirate system. Cole is a big leaguer pretty soon, but I don't believe he ever came through the Valley Cats. I got um I got Carlos Rodon in the sixth round too in a twelve team league. I thought that was pretty good because he's not really going to miss that much time. No, and I think they're being a little more cautious with him. I want him to the Frankie Montas the, the Sevi injury. The Lu, Luis Severino goes down again, and it's just like God damn it, dude! Like the potential on this kid is 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 all time if we can keep him on the field and we have him at a great contract because he's been hurt and injury prone and all that kind of stuff, but. When he's been good, he is fucking nails. And he can pitch yeah. and work, and, and we all know how tough that can be. Um, what do you think about the new rules and the pitch clock? Are you familiar with any of that stuff? Yeah, we talked about that on here. And then so I've been trying to pay attention to it to see. And, uh, you know, I think I've heard a lot of hitters say they are going to steal more bags. So um, it should make it more exciting. You know, I'm wondering – I don't know because I didn't bet on much baseball last year, but I'm wondering what the books open up as with some over-unders and if you might be able to hit some more overs to start the year if, if people are getting in scoring position more often. You know, depending on the team and depending on the makeup of the team, yeah, teams going first and third. There's no, there's not as many shifts now, so you're going to see, I think, more runs. You're going to see guys stealing more. Um, the pitch clock is going to be there. You can only throw over to first so many times. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I wonder if that's harder. Like, I wonder if we can hit some overs to start the year. I, I would think so. I mean, I really would because I – But oh, oh, you mean on totals. I don't because I think this new pitch clock is advantage pitchers. And oh, I really? Think, okay, that's good to I, know. I do. I think we're going to see unders because you, you as a pitcher have all the ability to break up the rhythm. You get to dictate when you throw the ball, when you don't. The yeah. hitter only has X amount of times so he can step out of the box. He's got to stay in the box. You guys got to make eye contact. You got to get ready. 
You can't, there's no gamesmanship in the call and a quick timeout, stepping out, throwing the pitcher off his rhythm. I think it's advantage pitcher. And I think until you see hitters get more comfortable with it, you're going to see unders. You're going to see advantage pitcher. You're going to see quick pitches. Uh, you're going to see some pitchers who don't adapt as well and hate it. And you're going to see box and things like that. I think your headier players, like your Nesters, your Scherzers, uh, your DeGroms, guys who are, I think guys like that are going to say, hey, this is the rule. Let's fucking use it to the best of our ability. Um, you may see more runs because of the shift and because of base stealing, but I think you're going to see pitching be pretty fucking solid early on. That's cool, then. That's good to know. Because I was I was wondering that angle. Like, uh, I like my original thought was like, okay, well, if they're on base and it's easier to steal, then probably more people would be in scoring position more often. So then I was thinking maybe maybe the overs, but if the pitchers, like you said, they dictate the pace of play and don't really let these hitters get ready like they want to, yeah, that's probably tougher. Uh, and I think the thing I'm most excited about is the shift. Um, and I know they're gonna, I know teams will tweak it and kind of work around it, but I'm just so sick of watching baseball and a ball gets hit up the middle past the pitcher, goes over second base, and it's a routine out. Like I'm yeah. happy to see that be a hit again. Uh, maybe I sound like the old man yelling at the wind, but. I'm excited for – I think some of the changes are good. I don't love – I kind of – I'm old school when it comes to baseball. I kind of like the three-hour game, you know. I, I don't know if speeding this thing up to 225 is going to matter as much. I'll tell you what it does do. It makes me need to get down to the fucking stadium and not be late. It makes me every time – the fu- it's the fucking fifth inning in an hour. It's just like yeah. – it's almost too fast for me. Uh, but it is what it is. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited for baseball. I have a future on the Yankees at plus 750. Um, I have them to win the AL at plus 370. I have Anthony Volpe, Yankees rookie shortstop, who I am so high on. I know the rest of the world is because he's number one recruit or uh, prospect, rather, who's now in the big leagues. Plus 1,900 to steal bases. This kid flies. I love that number. I love that value. We're on Seattle over wins, and we're on Texas over wins. What are your futures? I got on Texas with you. Yeah. Um, Doing that, probably probably get on Seattle as well. Um, and then I just I mean, I have no hard analysis for this, not knowing the ins and outs of the teams yet, just getting back into baseball this year. But I like going on, you know, data sites like fan graphs and things like that. And I'm like, like you know me, I'm more of like the number dork. So I'm always looking yeah. at that bit and how they project it and where possible value might be. So what what I found today was I put uh, the Twins to win their division um, because Fangraphs has two separate analysis where, you know, it gives them like a 38.7 or 42.5% chance to win the division. Uh, but on Caesars, you know, they, they have it at 220, which would be implied, uh, you know, 31.25% of the time. So um, I bet the 220 and, you know, think that they have a much better shot to do that according to what I saw in Fangraphs. Um, and then the Braves to win their division was plus 100. Um, where Fangraphs has them above 56% chance in all their projections and the number of plus 100 is only a 48.78% implied chance to do it. So I thought there was great value on those numbers. Same thing with the Braves to win the World Series, had them at over 14% for both. Yes. Uh, you can get that at 9-1, to one, which implies they'd only win at 10% of the time. So I just thought that was a lot of good value. Um, so that's that's what I did, and I don't – that's it. That's my analysis. I let other people do all the hard work in a sport that I don't expertise in, like NASCAR, and uh, I'll trust their trust their analysis and, and their hard work. Yeah, and it, and it honestly feels like more so this year than ever. 
everybody's like, oh shit, baseball season kind of snuck up on us, you know? Like, I just don't know much. I don't know if it's because of the world uh, baseball classic and my uh, spring training wasn't mattering as much. I don't know what it was, but at least for me personally, I kind of got blindsided by baseball. Um, I want to do the same thing too. Like I was saying, I teased it earlier. I want to do the home run thing just like I did March Madness. So if you have a guy like Stanton who's six to one, you know, maybe I don't bet that now, but I leave it as a hedger later. Um, yeah. or I take some longer odds all over 10 to one. And if the guy's like, I think like a Acuna or someone, someone like that is like 30 to one. So I put a little less unit on that and I could take someone who's 18 to one and put a little more on that, but come up with a system similar like I do with March Madness where I'm in for three, four units and can win, you know, eight to 10. Yeah. I, I, I like that thought process too. Um, you know, I do home run plays quite a bit. And when I bet baseball, because I think baseball is one of the hardest sports to bet, I'm typically betting a lot of Yankee stuff. I'll bet other stuff, but I like I'm watching the Yankee games. I mean I'm watching baseball constantly anyway, but I feel like I have a better idea on those. Well, um, dude, this this actually came up in our Discord today. We have I've put in channel for every sport in there. So we talk about, you know, just the win the races and just like it is just for NASCAR, but we're all betters in there. So we're all betting, you know, sweating everything. So in MLB it came up today. Someone was like, I'm a Phillies fan. He's like, but I mostly bet on the Phillies because I have the best feel of the games. And I was like, and he's like, whether it's good or bad, whether they're betting for them or against them. And I said, dude, I do the same thing with the Niners. Like, I win a lot of 49er bets because it's what I know the most about personally. So, yeah. um, totally, like, whatever you say about the Yankees, like, just trust that it's not, you know, too much of a homer aspect and that you know about it. And then, probably win more bets because you know more about it. And that's the part I'm pretty good about. Like, I'm not betting the Yankees to win every goddamn night. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I – but the AL East is something that I do feel like I'm pretty comfortable with as far as Toronto and Boston and all those guys. And when they do go to other places, I will catch myself betting the AL East quite a bit because it's this ball I'm familiar with. I yeah. think the big thing for me this year is uh, DJ LeMayhew's healthy, and that's huge. And, you know, the manager – Aaron Boone and a lot of the guys are saying that Josh Donaldson has changed his stance up and he's he's locked in. And if he can be somewhat uh, competent out there, he played a great third base, great glove, but he just can't fucking hit. And if he turns that around this year and we get our pitching back healthy and we get Clay Holmes in the back end of that bullpen looking healthy, I think that I, I, what I'm kind of hoping is the Yankees kind of struggle a little bit out of the gate. Maybe I can catch them at a plus a thousand until the pitching comes back. But, you know, yeah. it's going to be, I'm not going to root for that, obviously. But I'm excited for baseball. I'm excited to see how it all transpires with the new rule changes and whatnot. Um, we've got here San Francisco Giants coming to the Bronx. Too bad we couldn't make it. I just am too busy right now, work stuff, and I just I couldn't get down to the. I'm stadium. barely. I can officially say I'm not a Giants fan anymore. I don't. Fair. I don't know any of the players. I don't. I can never. I could never ever stay up and watch the games. No fucking way can I stay up till one a.m. Yeah, isn't that the funny? That's the funny thing. That was part of the reason you became a West Coast fan is because we used to work weird hours and you were yeah. a kid, obviously, but you knew you could watch the West Coast swings and. Then life happens. Oh, no, yeah. I'm fully on board with the old seven o'clock games nowadays. So yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll probably be rooting for the Braves since I've had to win the World Series. Well, listen, I'm excited for baseball. We got opening day on Thursday, Yankees 105 versus San Fran in the Bronx, uh, along with a bunch of other games. But um, we'll keep you posted on Yankee baseball. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some interviews. I have some Yankee buddies. 
Uh, one guy in particular, the hammer. The hammer's going to come on, and we're going to talk <laughs> some Yankee baseball maybe next week. Um, yeah. We'll see how it all works out. We'll see what uh, – I know you got some stuff coming up too, so we'll figure it out. But, uh, but guys, Sam Burns wins the fucking match play last week. We've got some Tony Golf for you. Hey, my girlfriend's dead, you know. She fell off a cliff and died on impact. Let's do it. Sam Burns wins the match play. I had Rory at plus 210. Rory and Scotty Scheffler both kind of puke on themselves. Um, well, I guess I shouldn't say that necessarily about Scotty, but Rory up two with three to play, doesn't get it done, ultimately beats uh, you know, Scotty for third place. But Sam Burns and Cameron Young come out and they play uh, uh, you know, the 13 and the 15 seed. They go head to head. Sam Burns gets it done. But I want to go to the shot on 16 that Cam Young hit. He hit a little scorching hook iron into this green to about six feet, makes the putt, and it turned everything around. I will be the first one to say I think Rory McIlroy played the back ninth scared. I think he was trying not to lose the golf tournament, and he played it too safe. Um, and I think it got in his head and, you know, tip your cap to Cam, but did you catch any of the golf? Sam Burns ends up getting it done, playing awesome, awesome golf down the stretch. I didn't uh, get to see much. It's tough because, you know, like I'll watch the Masters, that's for sure. But on race day, I'm just so consumed with NASCAR. I can't Fair watch enough. anything else. I did, uh, however, I have two bets now for the Masters. Okay. It's our Max Homa 50 to 1 that we put on months ago. Well, you also have Ricky Fowler, don't you? No, I didn't I didn't end up betting that because I didn't, he wasn't in the field. Gotcha. And I and I don't I couldn't get clear like I can't get clarification if you get your money back if he doesn't make the field or not. So I just said screw it. But yeah. um I did bet Cameron Young 35 to 1. All right. I like it. I like it. I still have Max Homa 50 to 1. I have not decided. Uh, what I want to do, rumor swirling around that Rory went there last week before match play, went to Augusta, played, and uh, basically lit the place the fuck up. They have lengthened the 13th hole. Uh, the the It's the famous hole. You've seen, you know, it's the par five where guys go for it. They got the water in front. You saw Phil hit it out of the pine straw. You've seen Bubba hit shots, Tiger, all these guys. Didn't, you saw didn't Rory drive a 400-yard par four this week? He did uh, a lot of downhill stuff, and that's a whole other thing that's being talked about in golf. Scaling the golf ball back. Um, I don't. Yeah. I'm not in favor of it. I think you leave it the way you do because all these golf courses they built that are X amount of yards. You got the guys are going to be able to play. Keep it the way it is, and it's good for the game of golf. Part of the reason people like golf is because I can go to that same course, hit the same shot with the same iron in the same spot with the same ball, with the same greens, and and you can't say that about any other sport. Right. And when you when you change that, you hurt the game, in my opinion. So for me, um, I don't like that. I, I'm not sure who. I still have Max at 50 to 1. I'll probably sprinkle some on Rory. Uh, but a guy I love this week at the Valsparo. Is that Valsparo? Is that what it is? Valsparo. That too, probably. I like uh, – I like uh, – I like Corey Connors. Yeah, Corey Connors is going to be plus twenty. Uh, plus twenty. Uh, he's twenty-two to one. Oh, we're at the Valero this week. New is Valero. Valero. We just did the Valspar, didn't we? Yeah, Valero, Texas Open. Yeah. Yep. So Terrell Hatton's uh, plus twelve hundred. Ricky Fowler plus eighteen hundred. Uh, Connors is the sixth choice at twenty-two to one. 
that's who I like this week. Um, yeah, I love I love Connors here. Me too. I just think it's again, it's a little bit weaker of a field. Guys are you're not going to see as many guys until Masters. They're working on things. They're going to get to Augusta. You know, Masters is next week or the eighth, whatever that is, maybe two weeks. Um, so you're going to see you know weaker fields, and I like guys like Corey Connors who are good players. They're going to see an opening. It's still a good purse. Um, and also, the last thing I'll say about the match play is I do love the match play. And I like how the match play happens during March Madness. When that, it's kind of a throwaway tournament for me. It matters, and it's fun. Yeah. But it's a match play. It's something different, right? I like that we kind of ease back in, and then we get to Masters. It's baseball season. It takes off from there. Um, I don't have any. I'm going to give you guys more picks on Thursday for um, – Golf, but as of right now, I am taking Corey Connors twenty-two to one to win and a top ten plus two sixty. Ryan, do you have any golf picks this week? I just love Ryan Fox. I just think he's rock solid, and I don't. You can get him like even money for even a top forty. So yeah. I don't know. He's just so consistent lately. Weak field, like you said. Um, I don't know. I, I like. Even money for a top 40, I think he can easily top 20. He's plus 240 for a top 20. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just going to – I might just lay back and play the top 40 and hope it hits. Yeah, I don't hate that. Another guy I was thinking about too is uh, that Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk has been playing good golf, already got a win this year on tour. Um, plus uh, he's going to be 28 to 1. Um, maybe not a bad sprinkle there, plus 280 to make the top 10. I don't know if I'd do that. I'd probably just sprinkle him to win if anything. Um, because I think he'll be in it or he won't, that kind of thing. Yeah, I like Kirk a lot. I mean, he's I'm someone in- who's he's finished top ten here multiple times. Yeah. Um, recent winner, obviously. Uh that's a that's another good one. Seems like because there's no studs in this, the odds are pretty pretty pumped up and nice, nice odds to win some money. They are. I mean, honestly, getting a terror. Uh, Terrell Hatton at fucking 12 to 1 is probably something else you should sprinkle. He's an unbelievable golfer. He's easily the best golfer in this field. That's why he's, you know, the favorite. But I'm they really excited for the over at FanDuel. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Masters. This 13th hole is going to dictate a lot of things. You know, the Masters doesn't start, they say, until the back nine on Sunday. That 13th hole is a hole where golf tournaments have been won. Excuse me, guys aren't going to be able to sling a three wood out there anymore. They're all going to have to hit driver now. And are you hitting a cut? Are you going to try and step on one and get around that corner? It's going to be interesting. I'm so fucking jacked up for it. Um, We'll see. Connors Connors is 24 on FanDuel, too, if you want to go over there. Yeah, you know what? And the Yankees are plus 850 on FanDuel, too, I heard. So maybe, maybe you'll get up on that. Long term, long term ROI for you, for everyone that's betting should have. Everyone should use six or seven books. Get as many books as you possibly can. Yeah, and gamble responsibly. <laughs> That's why I only have one book. <laughs> no, you need the more responsible way for your wallet would be to have at least five or six books. No, you you, you shop the lines and you bet them. No doubt about yeah. it. It's the smartest thing to do. Ryan, that's all I've got for the golf. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm super excited about the Masters. We're gonna do some more Masters coverage uh, for sure when when things get going here. But we're going to wrap up the show here shortly. But first, we've got the fattest thing and the skinniest thing we've done this week. No, it's TV, man. Camera adds a couple hundred pounds. Ryan, I'll let you go first. What do you got, amigo? So I guess the fattest thing I did was on Sunday, I I hit everyone in our Discord 
and I always write my final thoughts for the race, but then I write one like personal thing. And so my personal thing was uh, called salad. And it was, my wife's making, said that salad's for dinner tonight. It's like, I really need this race to come through because I can't even imagine looking at this thing if we don't win money today. <laughs> and somehow, so somehow I, I send that out. People laugh. It's, it's funny. Within like an hour, she calls me and is like, hey, you want to wake Max up and we'll go get ice cream? And I'm like, yep. So then we go do that. <laughs> While we're getting ice cream, her parents are there. It's like, hey, do you want to try this new fried chicken place? It's like, yep. So it went from a salad to ice cream. And I ordered a medium. It was, and I'm not exaggerating, it was this tall. It was probably nine or ten inches tall of ice cream. Ate that, got some fried chicken. Fried chicken, you get two sides. So I went with mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Oh, just get some starch in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So I don't know, man. I, you know, like there was big designs of being healthy that day and it fucking fell apart real fast. So that's, that I think is the fattest thing I've done this week is to just like, yep, yep, yep. And just keep going and going and going. It was bad. Yeah. News. The, the fattest thing I've done is I've, I've told myself we'll do the skinniest thing after March Madness. I'm just, I can't do the skinniest thing yet. I just, I know I've talked about it. We've talked a big game. I'm trying to watch what I eat. I'm trying not to eat past 8.30, even though I had an ice cream Sammy at 8.29 last night. And I had two of them in like a minute because I was trying to beat the clock. I know that's not what we're trying to do either, right? So no, I, I, I ate tofu tonight. That's, that's super gay. I think I can say that, right? Tofu's gay. <laughs> yeah. So listen, anyway, tofu sucks, by the way. I had an ex-girlfriend who tried to sneak it into something one time, and she said it was sausage. I spit it out immediately. Not it was a little tough. It was, it was a spinach, rice, and tofu meal tonight, like a healthy one. Uh, it, oh, and that salad I ate last night. So I'm like back-to-back -back now being good. but yeah, You're killing it, bro. That's two days in a row. That's good, dude. Yeah, and I didn't drink today. That's stupid. I know. I had wine yesterday with the salad, <laughs> but today I was like, I'm going to stay sober. I have a cup of tea right now, and I and I ate a tofu meal. So that's my skinniest thing this week. Dude, it's Tuesday. You don't have to have a drink on a Tuesday. You know? <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I made it two days. Yeah. So listen, I, yeah, the, the fattest thing I did was I I convinced myself that we'll do skinny stuff once March Madness is over. And then I'll probably convince myself after like opening week of baseball's over, then we'll start skinniest thing again. And then I'll probably convince myself that after the Masters is over, we'll start doing the skinniest thing. So I can see the writing on the wall. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long one for me. Be something. That's like I was thinking about like eh, maybe I just like won't drink like or I'll just you know I can probably just drink on the weekends. That's probably a smart thing for most people to do. So. I'll probably just do that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to cut it out completely because I do enjoy having beers while I'm watching the race or something like that. Like, I just want to do that. But if I'm good the rest of the time, then I don't feel like such a fat fuck when I'm being bad. So like, Everybody thinks I'm a fucking drunk drug addict too because I'm a, every time I post videos, I'm just fucking getting after it. you know. <laughs> so it's like I don't do this all the time, guys. I'm a pretty responsible person these days. But yeah, that's I what I mean. Like, we all, you know, I work. We work a lot. Yeah, I do like to get after it. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, no no two ways about it. But also, I would say the fattest thing, too, I've done is um, 
So two nights ago, I got I so like little pretzel bites. They're frozen. Little. Are you familiar with these things? They're frozen. They're you get them in the frozen aisle, and you can put them in your oven. They're little pretzel. Oh, like pretzel bites, like you get like an appetizer. Yes, like yeah, like yeah, okay. like a beer batter cheese and stuff. I was thinking for a second, you ever get the good ones that are filled with peanut butter? No, but I know what you're talking about, and those yeah, are yeah. fucking awesome too. But what I did was I got these i got the i got the uh little pretzel bites and then i realized i didn't have any cheese dipping sauce mm, i was I, hard now i'm not yeah yeah how could i possibly eat those without any cheese dipping sauce and it's an impossibility right so i just i i at 10:22 which is again this was 3 nights ago i've been being better about 8:30 um at 20 10:22 i i drove to the local you know, Bode, a little corner store here, and I got <laughs> I got Taco Bell queso cheese from the gas station. And 22, you had to be stoned. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah, but nor here nor there. It's a quick drive. It wasn't. It's a. I walked there actually. So you get the cheese, oh, and I flying. come back, and I'm just like, this is what's going on, man. We're heating up cheese at 10:25 now because that's how close the place is to me. And it's just this is gas station cheese, and I nuked it. I put it in there for like three minutes. Oh and yeah, I, just, that I ate like fourteen of these pretzel rolls just watching fucking nothing on TV, ancient aliens or some bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, so I felt super fat in the morning because I don't know if you're. It's basically I ate like a loaf of bread and just went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I gotta be better. We will get better. Uh, I thought this was a good show. Uh, but I think they're all good because, you know, I love us. So, you know, that's, that's part of it. But, Ryan, I, I'm excited for baseball. I'm excited for March Madness to wrap up. Uh, very excited for uh, the Masters. And listen, I know you're killing it in NASCAR. Everyone go follow in the race. All the guys doing is printing money. Until next week, Ryan, hit the music. Let's go. Thank <laughs> you.